My wife needs a break. Episode number nine. It's Rui here with you again. Appreciate you taking the time to check out episode nine of My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast. We're closing in on 10 episodes. I'm pretty excited about that. Like, you know, uh, I've talked about it a bunch of times on the podcast that when I first started and still to now, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but I appreciate anybody who takes the time to listen because I feel like it's um, it's getting a little bit better. It's getting a little more structure to it, which is cool. But uh, we had a big break after like three solid like episodes to start. I had this like major lull. And then I came back episode four after taking like probably a month from actually like doing the podcast. And now, you know, five weeks later to be being more consistent and releasing the podcast on you know, Wednesday mornings and having to be consistent. I'm happy about that. So today's episode, episode number nine, my wife needs a break. This episode is called, do you speak Spanish? So, um, I'm keeping with our theme. We took a little break, uh, last week to talk about Vegas and everything, but we're getting back to our theme of my 10 comics that really greatly influenced me and really had a big impact on me even having the notion to want to do stand-up comedy. And so I want to, you know, pay a little bit more respect to another one of those comedians. This week's comedian is going to be George Lopez. George Lopez. He's, to me, one of the greatest influences I have that I that made me want to do stand-up. And I'm really excited to talk about um, George Lopez today and to play some some clips from my favorite George Lopez special of all time, Why You Crying, which came out in 2004. Um, quick recap, I do this every week, but just a recap of that, the list of those 10 comedy influences for me. Again, this does not, you know, there's no order to this. We're just kind of, I'm just reading them out. But uh, we've got Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, who we've already covered in previous episodes. Uh, then George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Hart. John Leguizamo, Martin Lawrence, George Lopez, who we're covering today, and Dane Cook. So on my list of 10, I've only got two uh, Latino comics, which for some people blows their mind kind of when I talk about who my influences are in comedy. Really, it's, you know, out of the two Latino comics that I really can say I came up on in regards to like were inspired by and really like made me want to be funny. Um, George Lopez, like a more traditional stand-up, and then John Leguizamo, whose who's stuff that I fell in love with was really more of a one-man show, but to me still had like you know tons of elements of, of stand-up in there, which were you know great. So we'll cover you know John in another episode, but this week it's George Lopez. Um, the reason I thought about this is because I've had a couple of people recently. Mentioned to me like when they, they hear my my comedy, they hear my stuff. They they always find it interesting that like I'll mention that I'm biracial. I'll mention you know specifically when I talk about being Latino that um that to me I'm Dominican. You know my mother is from Dominican Republic, and to me that's important to say to that. And I think most Latinos, I think most Latinos are like that. They like to say where they're from. However, a lot of people would just kind of be like. What do you, you know, like, do you even speak Spanish? You don't really tell any, like, Spanish jokes, quote unquote. Um, and I get a lot of that. And, you know, I think for me, um, I'm really trying to be true to myself and my own lived experience and my own life. And, you know, I grew up in a mixed house, man. Like, I, I grew up in a Dominican neighborhood, you know, in Providence, Rhode Island. But, you know, and I grew up in the house, you know, under the same roof as my mom's parents, you know, as my, my Dominican grandparents. But within my household, man, within our, you know, little apartment, you know, it's my mom and my dad raising me. I was lucky. I have both my parents in my life. And, you know, my dad is Portuguese. And, um, you know, so I'm half white, you know, and and I grew up with a lot of, you know, different things. It wasn't all just Latino things in my household, you know, but I ID with it and I recognize it. But that wasn't my everyday um, thing. And I do speak Spanish. Um well enough to get by, you know, a lot of my best friends are, you know, Dominican or Puerto Rican, Latino in some way. And, you know, that's a big part of my life and it's important to me. But I always find it funny, like people will be surprised almost that I don't 
talk and I don't know if it's because they're surprised that I'm just not like being a hack and like just trying to like you know do these like quote unquote like Hispanic you know Latino jokes or whatever but it kind of comes up and people they automatically assume like oh maybe you're one of those you know Latinos who don't even speak Spanish or whatever and maybe that's why you don't talk about the culture or things like that and um, that's not the case at all you know like I definitely def- I definitely weave in different um, aspects into my comedy um, I just it's not like the bulk of my material most of my material is about you know relationships and um, things like that you know like my marriage you know things I'm scared of things that I find ironic you know um, and the Latino stuff really hasn't been a big portion of everything but it's crazy because when I started comedy you know one of my mentors he asked me like you know who are your you know who are your favorite comics you know like who do you look up to because sometimes people will say you mimic those people and you try to sound like those people you know and um mine at the time when I started doing stand-up the real heavy ones was you know Chris Rock Dave Chappelle George Lopez like those were three big ones for me um and I don't think I sound like any of them on, on stage, you know, I think there's definitely things I borrow and steal and like steal might not be the right word, but like, you know, it's like in the fabric of everything. And I got to catch myself to make sure I'm not sounding like I'm, you know, like, like someone else, but it's like, because I don't bring up a lot of like Latino stuff or Hispanic stuff or say things in Spanish on stage, or I don't like ham up some accent that I don't have that, you know, people you know, wonder or whatever. And, um, so this episode I really wanted to, because I was thinking about that a little bit over the last couple of days, I really wanted to pay, pay homage to the great George Lopez. I think George Lopez is amazing. He's got a ton of specials that are, you know, that are very funny. The one for me that stands out is why you crying. Why you crying is to me, it hits so well on growing up in like a Latino household, you know, and his point of view is from a Mexican point of view, which isn't my life. You know, it's not what I'm used to. It's not what, um, I didn't grow up Mexican, obviously. Right. But you know, it, there's certain things across Latino communities that I think, you know, in some way, shape or form resonates. And that's what that special was for me. And sometimes I feel like one of the reasons I don't talk about a lot of, you know, you know, my Latino upbringing and things about that I noticed that are funny in the Latino community is because honestly, I feel like that special, like George Lopez hit on so many things and, you know, who knows? I don't, I didn't listen to a ton of, of, of Latino comics, but you know, George Lopez was the main one I listened to. He really covers so many things that there are times where I'm writing jokes that might be about like, you know, Latin culture or whatever, or growing up, you know, in that era. And it's like, uh, it's like George already covered it and he did it great. So why am I touching this unless I've got something new to say? So big kudos to George Lopez for just, you know, for me, that special is amazing. So we're going to play some clips from from that um, from that special during this episode. I'm going to try to keep it tight this week, if possible. I know I say that every single week. I know the episodes keep creeping up closer and closer to a full hour, you know, 50 something minutes. And I know for some of y'all, you're probably like, damn, bro, like like tighten it up so I could just listen to this real quick. So it's not like my whole day, but for any of y'all who rock with me for part of the podcast for a whole ep, whatever it is, I appreciate you either way. Um, so we're going to play some clips from George Lopez. All of them will be from why you crying. Um, Cause that's to me, my favorite special by him. Um, so there's that before we jump into the, um, the bits from that special, um, if you're checking out the playlist, I know some of y'all do, so I appreciate you if you check out the playlist and you're looking for music or whatever, and you know, music's a big part of my life, and so I like to add a couple of songs every week to the playlist. So we're adding two songs this week, which will bring us to 30 songs total on the playlist, which is pretty cool. It's like a little over an hour's worth of um, music, so if you're looking for a podcast, I would recommend it. It's a pretty good mix right now. A lot of his stuff has been popping in like 2018 pretty much. So it's pretty current still. It's not crazy outdated yet. Um, and so I'm happy with that. So I'm not going to take anything off the playlist yet. So if you're listening to episode nine today or you're listening to like episode two, I think all the music that's throughout that whole playlist is pretty solid. And, and we've scaled it back to just two, two, um, two songs per ep. So uh, this week, um, J. Cole just dropped an album. Uh, KOD and it's um 
is very good in my opinion. I know people either love Cole or they hate Cole. There's really not an in-between. I saw people like Cole dropped the album at like midnight. And I saw people like 1201 were already like, those Cole's trash, like overrated. Like, I'm like, how do you, how do you even have an opinion yet about this J. Cole album is good or not? When the first song is like just an intro that has like mad talking. You haven't even heard a single like verse yet. So people just want to be haters to be haters. So whatever. Y'all keep being haters. Um, I think it's hot. So we're adding one of the J. Cole records. It's called ATM. It's real hot. It's a cool song. Um, it's getting some like commercial play for the NBA playoffs as well. So check that out. And then the last song we're adding this week is by Nick Grant featuring Yo Gotti. Um, I don't know everything about Nick Grant. I've been trying to do some research. I'm pretty sure he's originally from, I think it's from South Carolina. I could be tripping. Um, he's a pretty cool, cool little rapper. I think he's pretty, pretty nice. Um, Yo Gotti, he's got that Southern flavor to it. That kind of like, you know, that down South wave. Um, so this song is called the switch up. So check that out as well on the playlist. So hopefully y'all check out the playlist. If you don't, it's all cool. If you listen to the podcast on the anchor app or anchor.fm, the songs will play like a 30 second snippet on um, while you're listening to the podcast. So, you know, that'll give you at least an idea if you want to listen to more. Right. And if you do go to Apple Music and just search my wife needs a break and you'll find that. So let's jump into some some bits now from Why You Crying 2004, George Lopez. And we'll talk a little bit about my thoughts on George and what he's meant to me as far as inspiration goes and all that kind of stuff the rest of the way on the podcast. The first bit I'm going to play is all about kids talking back, and it literally sets the tone. This is in the first, like, five minutes of the special. It really sets the tone for the whole title of the special, which is one of the reasons I love it so much. Literally, why are you crying? So this is George Lopez talking about kids talking back. Here on My Wife Needs a Break. And with my grandmother, everything was no. Grandma, no! You don't even know what it is. Yeah, but I know what it's not. And you couldn't talk back now, kids talk back. You know, no, I won't! I won't! And the mothers, they don't even hit the kids. Listen, you t- listen to here, Piper. I will not. Are you listening to me? Dakota, I'm talking to your sister. Piper? My grandmother give me a putazo. Stand right here. Stand right here. Step. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? I barely touch you. I ba- you can't even touch him because right away he starts crying. Why are you crying? My ear is bleeding. Look, it was bleeding before you got here. I didn't want to tell you. Why are you crying? That, that's all the moms would say. Mira, cabrón. Why are you crying? I barely touch you. I'm going to hit you for real. Come over here. I'm going to hit you for real. Mira. My grandma used to hit me, man, for all kinds. I want ice cream. You want ice cream? No. Ice cream makes me dizzy. Because, mira, if you want ice cream, cabrón, I got 31 flavors aquí, cabrón. You want some? My Wife Needs a Break, episode number nine. George Lopez talking about, you know, kids talking back and, and you know, what it was like growing up in a, in a Latin household where, you know, if you, if you spoke back, you, you caught those hands, man. You caught those hands. Um, I remember I had a, like one of my only jokes that I would say is like where I talked about really talk about my mom and growing up with my mom. And I think I'm trying to write more. I think it's part of growing, right? Like trying to figure out how to use parts of your life that are still like relatable to other people. And I remember I had a joke that I, had, I haven't said in a long time that I've been, I used to work on. And I think it was cause the punchline was very time specific, but I talked about how my mom used to like, you know, she was the one in the family who, who put hands on people. Like 
my dad never put hands on nobody. My mom was the one who you really couldn't mess with her, man. Like she was gonna, you know, beat the brakes off you. And I had a bit where I talked about how, you know, like my mom would make Adrian Peterson look like father of the year. And, you know, it was at the time when Adrian Peterson had, you know, it was a little touchy. Adrian Peterson had had um, been accused of, you know, of, of of whipping his son and all that stuff. But you know, it was just to show like how much my mom was like, no joke. You know, it was like she, you know, she'd make this football player look like he was the best dad because she could, you know, put work in. And um, I think my motivation to even write stuff like that 100 percent comes from the fact that in my mind is that that skit we just played of of George Lopez, you know, talking about you know, his grandma going upside his head, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just kind of how it was. I think in, in Latin households, you know, like moms, ain't, moms, grandmas, like they're not to be trifled with, aunties, tias, all of that. Nobody's to, women in Latino families, um, Latinas are not to be trifled with. And um, that's something that I always, I thought was really cool about George Lopez was he really talked about that and he really talked about the strength that that, that Latino women have in, in these families and how important they are to those families. You know, they're the, like Latino women are the backbone of, of those households, man, like they hold everything together, you know, grandmothers, mothers, aunties, you know, like everyone knows like a, a like a tia who, who, if you say something crazy, like your aunt's just as likely to smack you upside the face as, as your mom is, you know what I mean? Like, and I also had a, like, I used to talk about how once upon a time, like, my, like I was acting up and, you know, um, my mom was, my mom was checking me. She let me know, know, like, that's not how you behave when, when companies around, when grown folks are around, you know? And um, my aunt, one of my aunts tried to like jump in and be like the hero and just like tell my mom like, oh, leave the kid alone or whatever. And my mom looked at my aunt like, hey, you better get with the program. I'm going to put these hands on you. So, you know, I really resonated and, and related to that, that part of what George talked about. And that whole special, he, he, it's so much about growing up. And he was talking about, you know, a lot of times being Mexican. And he used a lot of language in that special. Like if you listen to that and you don't speak Spanish, he cuts in and out of speaking English, speaking Spanish, he's mixing it together. I don't talk like that on stage because I don't really talk like that in my everyday. I do depending on what friends I'm around. Like, you know, like I have a certain group of friends. Um, shout outs to my, my guys Francis and Steven, aka uh, D Pride and Cyrus um, from the college radio days. My guys, Los Bajapantis, forever. You already know what it is. Um, those are my guys. We had a lot of fun in college doing radio. And with those guys, we always would break in and out of Spanish. But that was just because that was that was more them. Like those guys were really like that was their life was different than mine as far as like how much Spanish they spoke in their households. And but hanging around with them, I had to be on my Spanish. Like I had to be ready to, you know, to, to throw it out there. And um, that was something I loved about George's special was that he jumped in and out of speaking Spanish. And, you know, people were like, oh, Spanglish or whatever. I don't care what you want to call it. He jumped back and forth between the languages so smooth. And a lot of the words he uses to this day, I don't really know what they mean because they're more based in like, you know, Mexican culture, you know, South and Central American culture. That's not, you know, the language that we really use. Like, and I always talk, to, I always think about back to when I was in high school, I played soccer and the guys that played on the soccer team, most of them were not Dominican, like Dominican don't really play soccer. So I didn't have a ton of Dominican friends. That played on the, on the soccer team, right? Most of them were from Bolivia. They were from Chile. They were from uh, Colombia. They, they, those guys, those are the dudes I hung out with, man. Um, you know, Guatemala, like those are the guys, and they spoke differently than me, you know. Like, and I remember having this like back and forth because of the word guapo, which in Spanish can mean handsome, right? But a lot of Dominicans say guapo as like angry, and but that's not a slang that's across all cultures. You feel me? So. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, cultural slang that George Lopez uses that I didn't understand, but I know similar words and I kind of get the feeling like it was the emotion, it was the way he emoted that really like I was like, no, I get 100% what you're talking about, um, and I just loved how much he talked about family and just like the, the the inner workings of a household, you know what I mean? Like and and all the bits that we're gonna talk about and play today from this special, why you crying? You know, George really touches on all these aspects of growing up Latino in, in these in these Latino households. And even though he's talking from a Mexican perspective, you still can it still hits and it still resonates. And I still think, like I said, to me, one of the greatest specials that that's been made that especially is very much rooted in what it's like to live in a Latino or Latina household. Um, and so the next uh, 
bit I want to play for y'all is about uh, food and when I when I do my uh, my episode on Eddie Murphy down the line, um, Eddie has some funny some funny stuff about food and you know I think there's certain points that like all these comics that I that I respect and I want to say this about George Lopez when he starts this special I didn't play the clip of this but if you watch Why You Crying the first thing he he does is thank Richard Pryor because he's filming his special at a place where Richard Pryor had filmed the special in the past in Long Beach and. You know, like I've talked about before, Richard Pryor is like the god. Like he, of all of the of of the comics that I look up to, that are you know, especially Brown comics, um, he is like the genesis of everything. You know, to Eddie Murphy, to to all these guys, and it trickles down. And like it's just cool to see somebody like like George, you know, thank Richard Pryor because Richard Pryor has such an impact on him. And so when I hear this bit that we're talking that I'm going to talk about right now, it's, this revolves around food. Um, in the household, like it made me laugh because I think it, there's similar bits to Eddie Murphy that make me feel the same way. Um, and so, check this one out right here. It's about um, want, wanting hot dog buns in the house and kind of what a Latina mom or grandma has to say to the idea of even buying hot dog buns. And if you're Latino or Latina, you 100% know this is a fact because we've all had situations like the one George is about to describe right now. So, my wife needs a break. Episode 9. Do you even speak Spanish? Talking about George Lopez. Here's another bit from Why You Crying from 2004. And you know, the thing is that she would never buy hot dog buns. For whatever reason, no, mira, está loco, hot dog buns, está loco. Get a piece of bread and fold it. It's the same shit. The same shit. Whenever she wanted to make a point, she said everything twice. Mira, cabrón. It's the same shit. The same, mira. Roman meal, sauce, hot dog bun. But she would always buy the Franks, you know, but you know, Mexicans don't call them Franks, they're white people. Huh? John, I think we should get some Franks. Get the ballpark because they plump when you cook them. Fantastic. What do Mexicans do? Hey, 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 fail. Go get some weenies. Go get, go get some weenies. Mira, get the weenies, the one that get fat when they get hot. My wife needs a break. Episode number nine, continuing on. Gotta give a big shout out right now. We're not at the point where we got tons of sponsors or none of that, but I gotta show some love back to my home state of Rhode Island, going out to Francis, Geraldo, and Associates. Excellent agents, outstanding results. If you're looking for a house, if you're looking for an apartment, if you're buying, if you're selling, either way, Francis and his people are the way to go. The website, Properties in the 401.com. If you need a house in Rhode Island, Francis is the only realtor you need to be talking to. He'll make it happen for you. The guy's amazing. Francis has established a reputation for providing trustworthy and well researched advice to his clients. He prides himself on being involved every step of the way. Francis graduated from the University of Rhode Island with a bachelor's degree in communications, and education is very important to Francis. He believes in learning something new every single day. So whenever Francis is not working with a client or spending time with his family, he's having fun. He's bowling. He's going down a, snow, a slope snowboarding. And he's fully committed to providing you with the highest level of personal service as well as meeting your needs. Francis is looking forward to helping you on your quest of buying or selling a new home. So please reach out to Francis at 401 660 9273 Francis Geraldo and Associates again that is excellent agents outstanding results you got to check out Francis if you're looking for a house in Rhode Island you got to check my guy Francis out he's making it happen big shout outs to him so got to show some love there we don't got the sponsors popping yet but we got a little bit going so big shout outs to them make sure you check them out properties in the 401.com so 
We're moving on here. You know, you got to pay the bills sometimes. So I had to do that real quick. Anybody out there, if you're listening to the podcast and you're somebody who, you know, you know me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, any of the social medias out there. If you're on the website, you see me at a show. If you have a company or a product that you really want to get out there and you want me to help out, I don't care if I got one listener, two listeners, three listeners. Shoot, we might have four listeners. And if that's the case and you want people to hear you, you got to let me know. And I'll make sure I show you some love and get you out there, whether that's, that's showing love to your Instagram page or your website or anything like that. Again, only going to back things that I'm passionate about that I think are great things. And I got a lot of respect for Francis Geraldo and Associates because they get things done. So you got to show love to, to people who deserve it. So if you're interested in getting yourself on the podcast or sponsoring in some way, please reach out to me. Hit me up. RuiComedy at gmail.com. We'll make it happen for you. So moving on here, George Lopez. Um, that hot dog bun, man, that, that piece of white bread just folded up. That's real life, man. I, I don't. I don't think I knew what a hot dog bun was for a long time growing up because it was like it was just like he said. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. So got a lot of love for that bit right there. It's a funny one. Um, I really like it a lot. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as well. The thing I really loved about George Lopez is, you know, he talked about a lot of real stuff as well. Um, I'm not playing it in all the bits here, but. He wasn't afraid to talk about things. He wasn't afraid to talk about race. In the Latino community, um, race is something that gets really buried deep and hidden. There's a, a lot of issues with colorism, especially in, in I can speak specifically about Dominicans. Um, it's, it's definitely a, um, a touchy subject, um, but I really like that he, he talked about it and he was very honest. And I think at times, because he's talking from the perspective of maybe an older person or Whatever I think some people look look at the George Lopez stuff and they're like they feel kind of a way about it. But you got to understand like kind of what the context is and what how he's explaining it, you know. And he's almost he's making it fun of it because it's so ridiculous. Um, he talks about early in the special if you watch it, he talks about his uh, his grandma not liking him listening to Richard Pryor because Richard Pryor is always saying the f word and all this. And um, but then she, the grandma, and his, you know, he's he's talking as his grandma, and then his grandma talks about how you know she dated a black guy once, and talks about that, and you know, and it's 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 an interesting way to look at you know race and things, and you know, I think George did a lot of hit, hitting on real real shit. Um, he was super physical and had great act outs. There might be parts of some of the bits I play on this episode where, like, you you might hear laughs, and you're like, what is what's with the laughs? It's like it's because he's he's just He's got these funny moves he's making. He's, you know, he's being physical. And it's pretty dope because he's, he's real old school with it. You know, he, wore, he wears a suit on stage and everything. Um, so it, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I really think that this special stands up against the test of time because, like, a lot of the stuff he's talking about is so real and relatable to a lot of people. Um, he's talking about you know, relationships within a family. He's talking about growing up. He's talking about, you know, being a parent. How do you raise your kids? He's talking about cross-cultural communication between people of different races and ethnicities and you know, how, how that works. And he's looking at it from such a real place. You know what I mean? Um, and it's really cool. And the one thing I really also loved about this special growing up was that it made me think about people in my family, people that I love, people that I care about, who also, you know, were hilarious because of the relationships that they were in, right? The next bit I'm going to play, um, it's a classic, in my opinion, in this special. Within this special, it's a it's a moment. Um, George has a lot of really good sayings from the why you crying. I mean, every bit I'm going to play, I think he has a moment where it's either a callback to the idea of why you crying. It's the idea of him saying with the hot dog bun, it's the same shit. He gets you stuck on these little catchphrases that are amazing. And this next one is, to me, is simply known as, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's to, Once I hear that, I automatically think about this whole bit. It's one of my favorite bits. I think I knew this bit like line for line and I could go around the crib like saying it. You know what I mean? I think I was about to go to college when this, when this, when this came out and I was just like obsessed with it. Like would sit in my dorm room and watch it and like the whole special was crazy but this one scene this one um bit from the whole piece was amazing because he really touches on like family dynamics so you'll see this one's about um 
his aunt and his uncle and just also just like the dynamics of growing up around these you know these situations where you know you're so close with your aunts and your uncles because latino families be so tight where you know you might be staying with somebody or they might be staying with you or whatever and um you get to see the inner workings of their relationships even when you're a kid so uh right here george lopez all i gotta say is i can't breathe i got a pain in my chest and i can't breathe Right here, All My Wife Needs a Break, episode number nine. My uncle had a heart attack, and the only two people around were two three-year-olds. So he's all crouched up on the couch. I, I can't breathe. I, and they're, and they're making fun of him. Deal, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I, I can't even breathe, I, I can't even breathe, I, I can't even breathe, I, I gotta, I can't even breathe, I. Go get your tia, we're not gonna laugh no more, we're not gonna laugh. Hey, tell her I got a pain in my chest, and I can't breathe. Hey, tell her. Tell her I got a pain in my chest and I can breathe. And he's like this. So your tia's outside talking to the lady in the other house with the fence. And they already told you your whole life not to interrupt, so there you are. told me to tell you that he wants a ice chest and beef. <laughs> what? So they come in the house and there you are, Toti. Hey, what's the matter? Vieja. I got a pin in my chest. I can't breathe. So when you need them, all the shit that you've done wrong comes out. And now she's like, oh. You got a pain in your chest and you can breathe. Also, I'm not stupid no more, huh? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say no. I can't hear you. No! Shut up. Don't yell me. I'm right here. So now you need me. But before, you don't need nobody, right? You stay with me for the kids, huh? But now you got a pain in your chest and you can't breathe. And now I'm beautiful. I'm not fat no more, huh? I can't hear you. I'm not fat, huh? You got a pain in your chest. Don't fall asleep, wake up. You got a pain in your chest. And can I can breathe. Yes, you can breathe. Why don't you call that bitch you were dancing at the party with last night? Call that bitch. Call her. Call her. You got the number cover and I found it in your shoes. Fall. Call her. Put the phone down. Put the, leave him like that. Leave him. Put the, don't get involved in my business, Raymond. Put the phone down. You don't know him. He's a faker. Leave him like that. You don't, you'll snap out of it. Turning blue. Bullshit. Leave him. Call 911. I don't want people to know my life. So one thing I feel like I catch myself seeing within like the comedy community at times. I think I see it like in different ways. I saw it on the East Coast when I was back home. I've seen it a little bit out here. Um, Just kind of with the energy that people bring. I feel like whether I'm at an open mic or a show or anything like that, um, when there are brown comedians that there's a certain kind of energy that, for example, black comedians who grew up watching people like that, that I have on my list of people, right? Martin Lawrence, you know, 
guys like that, you know, like Eddie Murphy, like certain comedians, like there was, it's, it's not always about what they're saying. It's about how they're saying it. It's the swag. It's the, it's the energy. It's the vibe. And like, there's a lot of humor that people I feel like look down upon and almost act like it's like not. Like, it's not, like, the right kind of humor, quote-unquote, right? So, you know, unless you're being, like, super, quote-unquote, smart, or if your jokes are, like, you know, just these crafted, like, almost like you have to, like, dissect them to understand. Like, some shit's just funny, man. And I think there, there's comedians that I see that they they get laughs in a room, and, and you can tell that, that sometimes the comics who feel like they... You know, like their art is so great that like they look at it and like, oh, I can't believe people are laughing at that. Like that's hacky. Like it's not that it's hacky. It's that that's the energy and the style that they bring in because they say something that's not supposed to be funny. But the way they say it and the energy that they deliver it with is what makes it funny. And I think that I don't have no beef and I don't I never hate on brown comics and especially Latino comics because because Latino humor is different, man. And I don't I'm I'm not going to front. I don't always hit it on the head. I don't think I have it like that. And I think part of it is just because my upbringing was, you know, a mixed upbringing and I have a different take and the way I say it isn't the way that people are normally used to hearing it from maybe a Latino comic because, you know, my my influences and, and my growing up are different. You know, like growing up, I had way more black friends than I did, you know, Dominican or Puerto Rican or, or any other kind of friends. So things that I find funny are different, you know, just based on the way I grew up and, and, and everything. Um, and I learned that shit the hard way, man. I did a show, man. Shout outs to, um, shout outs to, to Nelly Nell, shout outs to Tommy 5k, um, Tonio skits. Um, these, you know, I was on a show that, you know, with Nelly and, 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 you know, and these guys and, the energy in that room, which was, it was a very Latino room, man. We did a show. It was at a hookah lounge. You know what I mean? And I went first. I took the bullet and I was throwing out my jokes and they were, it was, I was getting some laughs, but it wasn't the type of laughs that I could have got. Right. And then I saw, um, shout outs to, to Woody Wood. Um, you know what I mean? Joselito, the puppet on IG. You know, has a lot of tons of followers. It's a great page you should follow. It's very funny, especially if if you're Latino. I think that's a it's a page you probably already follow. Um, you know, he went out there and, and, and killed. You know, and 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 I think an act like that, certain people will look down upon it because they don't think it's there. Like they think it's low brow or something. And it's like that's not the truth, man. Like there's just different kinds of humor that people are into. And that's why I love learning more about all different kinds of humor. Like, if I can meet a, a comic from India who's who's very funny, you know, like I get a I get a glimpse into their culture. Like an Asian comic, like I get a glimpse into to understanding. Like, um, I think about Ali Wong. You know, if you haven't watched Ali Wong and her special on Netflix, I look at somebody like that where it's like there's a lot of things in there that are funny because it's just amazingly written. But there's also things that it would be funnier if you were Asian because you would get it more. And just because you don't get it and don't understand it and don't get the physicality of a certain kind of comedian or don't get the way to deliver something or don't get why they say every third word in Spanish doesn't mean it's not funny, man. And I think that was one of the things that really motivated me to want to do this episode this week and talk about George Lopez and what he meant to me as as, as being motivated to ever want to do stand up is because... I looked at George Lopez and said, this, I resonate with this, but I didn't have to be exactly that. But I also am not a fucking hater for no reason. You know what I mean? And I think that's really powerful. And um, so I just want to salute all the Latino comics out there that are doing their thing. Um, I'm not always hip to what it is and I'm not always hip to what's popping. But, you know, especially on like social media, on Instagram, there's a big, big, strong community of of, of Latino and Latina um entertainers, actresses, actors, comedians that are amazing, yo. And, and, and I think certain people look down upon them, just like they look down upon what they would call Instagram comedians or whatever. That shit's lame too. Um, I just think it's, it's people, you know, who are insecure and there's a lot of insecurity in comedy. I think with anything, comedy comes with, with people being insecure. 
Um, but there also has to be a level of confidence you have to have in yourself to actually make it. And I watch people who are who aren't that confident in themselves and who potentially are very insecure. And you can just see it. they don't even have to say anything. I can just watch how they react to it. And it's almost like a, a shaking their head kind of thing where it's like, oh, I can't believe people laughed at that. That's so that's not even funny. It's like, no, it's just not funny to you. But it is funny to somebody because people are laughing. You know what I mean? So um, I just had to get that out there, too, um, before we wrap up the podcast. Um, that was important for me. So a little rant about that, but I had to show some love. You know, um, I think it's important. And I, and for me, I think it's something for me to, to, to keep exploring as I grow as a, as a comic and also as a person. Right. To like delve into the things that in my life that, you know, growing up you know, mixed race and, and having a lot of Latino influences, like how did that impact me as a person and how do I talk about it? And how does it show up in my stand up? You know, um, I think that's really important and for me to explore more. Um, that being said, I want to get to the last uh, bit that we're going to play from George Lopez from Why You Crying 2004 Showtime special that is one of my favorite specials of all time. And George Lopez is one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to doing stand up comedy. Um, this last bit that I want to play uh, is about uh, your family taking you on a trip, your family taking you somewhere, and how they act when they take you there. Um, this is something I relate to and I deal with. Um, when we wrap it up after this uh, bit, I'll talk a little bit about a, a funny portion of that bit that resonates with me real heavy. But this is George being a kid, wanting to go to Disneyland, and his grandma takes him to Disneyland, and basically... What ensues going forward is something that I think most Latino folks who grew up poor in the States can relate to. My wife needs a break. Episode nine. When we come back after this bit, we're going to wrap up the episode and you can keep going on with your day. Appreciate you listening. Remember remember all the time. Remember the first time. That you went to Disneyland and you were like, ching out. Mira, take a look around because we're not coming back. You better remember all of the things, the mouse and the lady mouse and the goofy one that looks like your tío Alberto during the time. Look around. And you would have to lie about your age. Today you're five. I'm seven, then don't go. Then, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Then don't go! Mira, duck down, pretend, think five, mira, five, five, five. And the worst part when you went to Disneyland is all the shit you wanted, they told you they had at home. I want apple juice, mira, cabrón, we have it at the house. Should have drank some before we left. Four dollars from pinche para de apple juice, that loco. Drink water and pretend it's apple juice, mira, use your... You're in fantasy land, cabron. Use your fantasy. So I wanted the ears that, that said they embroidered your name, George. That's what I wanted. So I followed my grandmother all day waiting for the right time, you know. So then when we start to leave, she's walking. Come on, meet on the 10 o'clock. You're throwing us out. <laughs> Grandma, what? What do you want? Can you buy me a souvenir? A souvenir? A souvenir. You didn't save your ticket? That's a souvenir, mira. It has the time and the day. Why are you crying now? You lost it? What do you want? What hat? What hat? What hat? The hat with the ears and they put your name. The hat, do they have hats here? In Disneyland, I didn't see the tinted hats. What, what, what? With ears that come, man, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Your ears stick out more than the fucking hats. I'll get an eyebrow pencil and write Jorge, let's go. You're lucky we brought you, I want a souvenir, ta loco? There'll be nine kids and one churro. What kind of shit is that? Lick it and pass it. Lick it. Well, then fuck you then. Lick it and pass it. Take a bite and see what's going to happen. Lick it and pass it. There's no sugar. Watch out. Lick it and pass it. 
Episode 9, My Wife Needs a Break. This is Rui here, getting ready to wrap things up and sign off. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you've reached this point in the podcast, that means you listen to pretty much the entire podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, as always, you know, check me out on my website, RuiComedy.com, for any upcoming shows, info, things like that. I actually just added a videos page. So there's some videos that I put up on YouTube that are going to be on the site for you to check out. If you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, it's probably videos you've already seen. But nevertheless, people always ask me, is there anything on YouTube? So there's a couple of things on YouTube just to kind of like add to that. Um, I do want to wrap up with just talking, talking a little bit about that last uh, bit we played from George Lopez about him being at Disney. And also, you know, his family telling him to act like he's five years old, you know, like th- like they're trying to get a discount. And it just reminded me of I had come out to California when I was in college and my aunt had me and my wife, who back then was still my girlfriend before she was my wife, obviously. Um, we we went out to eat at this restaurant and um, it was like a buffet style restaurant. And it was uh, it was cheaper if your kid was younger. And so. This was how I knew my, my aunt's kids grew up with money versus being broke because they didn't know the rules. You know what I mean? Um, my aunt said how old her daughter was, gave the fake age, and her daughter, being you know a smart kid, was like, you know, that's not my age. I'm X years old. And I was just like, wow, this kid don't get it. But why would they? They grew up different, you know? Whereas for me, if my mom said I was six, but I was 12, I was going to be a big ass six year old. That's what I was about to be. I was about to be me hungry. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a, I'm a big kid. I was going to act dumb. I was going to be I was going to be whatever age my mom said I was supposed to be that day. You know what I mean? So that's how you get down. So I found that to be to me, that idea of, of, of them telling him to act like he's younger is something I feel like, you know, maybe it's just something poor people do. I know for sure it's something that to me growing up. With a you know with a Latina mom that definitely resonated heavy with me so that was definitely super funny. I hope you enjoyed all the clips from George Lopez's special. I hope that it inspires you to go and watch the special. Um, the internet is an amazing place. If you're worried about how you're gonna find it, just Google. I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. You'll find what you want to find. George Lopez is great. Um, check out his other specials. Um, he's got a bunch of them on HBO, like the last like four or five. Um, a lot of them, which were, you know, very, very funny. Um, but I want to definitely pay, pay a lot of respects and, pre- and show appreciation to George Lopez because he really impacted uh, very greatly my my want and desire to do stand up comedy. And I don't think I would have ever done stand up comedy if it wasn't for influences like George Lopez. Um, and even though you might not hear it in my stand up, you know, with things I say. I think that George really had had a, had a huge impact on me. And even though I don't sound like him or act like him necessarily, um, it definitely shaped a lot of how I think about comedy in general. So I want to pay a lot of respects there. Um, upcoming shows, things are kind of dry right now. So we're just waiting it out to see what happens. Hopefully I'll get booked on something soon. Had a couple of gigs last week and they were a lot of fun. Um, we'll see what comes up down the road. Um, I'm got, I got a busy couple of weeks at work. So um, my availability's kind of been kind of whack. So I had to actually turn down a gig that I would have loved to have go, gone to and been on. Man, shout outs to Raul Zambrano, um, who's booked me on a couple of things over time since I've been here. He's a real nice guy. Um, he's got a show he's producing. It's actually on uh, Thursday. So if you're in San Diego on uh, Thursday, the 26th of April, um, I would say head over to um, Trailer Park After Dark. Um, and they're going to have a really good show that Raul's putting together. I would recommend going to check it out. I would have been on the show if I didn't have work, but I got work. It's um, our big spring like concert weekend here on campus. So that's like all hands on deck. You got to work. Ain't no time off kind of thing. Um, and also shout outs to uh, Mike Vin, who had tried to book me on a, on a bar gig, which I would have loved to have done. But my Tuesdays are tough because of work. So, you know, going to keep working around that and trying to stay active. Um Getting ready to uh, send out a couple of videos to try to get booked on a couple of things. Um, and also going to get ready to submit for the Burbank Comedy Festival, which is in August. So 
gonna get my submission in before the fee goes up on May 1st. So gonna keep my fingers crossed. Um, and I got a couple of auditions I'm hoping to go to soon. Um, so I'm really hoping to get booked on some things throughout San Diego and hopefully I can get up closer to LA soon um, and get booked on a couple things out there. Just I know I got some LA peeps. I appreciate y'all, my LA peeps who, who ask me and want to come to shows. I know San Diego is like, you know, a couple hours away. It could be kind of tough. So hopefully I'll get something over your way and y'all can come check me out. All right. Um, this is episode nine. My wife needs a break. Um, thank you for listening again. Um, I really mean that because at least we know some people are checking us out. And that means that I'm not just talking to myself in uh, my dining room for no reason. You know, my wife is still getting a break, which is good. But it's nice to know that some people are listening. So if you listen, I appreciate you. And if you listen, like I've mentioned before, hit me up on social media. Let me know you're listening. I'll, I'll gladly tell you thank you straight up. I know I got a few loyal listeners that I shout out on the regular. Y'all are the best. I appreciate you beyond words. The fact that you even take your time to listen to me. Um, especially my people back on the East Coast in, in my home state of Rhode Island. Y'all always hold, hold me down. I'll be back in Rhode Island for a couple of days um, in July. For the 4th of July, I'm going to be home. I'm trying to get booked on something when I get home. So hopefully I'll have something when I go back home. and We can have some fun and we can laugh and we can see um, the development and the growth, hopefully. And we can all have a good time. So that would be awesome. All right. Uh, episode nine. My wife needs a break. This is Rui. Signing off. We'll see you next time here on My Wife Needs a Break. If it's your first time listening, go back and listen to everything else. Hit subscribe. If you're on the Anchor app, follow me on there. Um, drop me a message. All of that good stuff. And next time we'll be back. It'll be episode number 10. That's a milestone. Number 10. Numero 10. All right. So shout outs to y'all for listening. Y'all have a great, great day. Great night. Great week. A great everything. All right. Take care. This is Rui signing out on my wife needs a break.